Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bottled. This first episode is with Joshua Ardito. And in this episode, we talk about one of the most important things that we human beings do in life, make decisions. We talk about how decisions we make impact and influence us in ways we think aren't relevant. Then we venture off to topics such as understanding Australians, understanding the Australian way of living, education system, work, efficiency, Italy, food, and China. Please welcome Joshua Ardito. Please enjoy. Terrible quality of sleep last night. Should be, you can, to- should be talking about sleep today. Go well, on for days. You know, what's, the, what's the worst you've done? Would sleep. Like, not bad, like you know, like the yeah, people you hear with insomnia and whatnot. But yeah. I don't know, just you show up and like you feel like a zombie at work, especially mm-hmm. in the chef job, man. Mm-hmm. You get orders coming at you. You're not taking in any of that information. Nah, yeah, especially with something you've got to listen carefully and then run around, use your legs and your body and your hands. And you're not sleeping well. That's 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 terrible. Yeah. But then, or, or you do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do that, uh, but this requires um, a lot of work, man. I mean, come on, just setting this up. It was. Um, it looks easy. It is. It is easy to a certain extent to the jobs that people do. But um, but yeah, man, doing anything to be honest, to and just creating something is is terrible. Um, the worst I've done. Um, Hiking. You go for okay. 24 hours without sleep and just drinking. Um, yeah. Come back. It takes a toll on you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> By the way, we're recording. <laughs> is, this, is this live? Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, it's good to be here. <laughs> but uh, but uh, honestly, thanks for being here. Thanks That's for doing right. this. Oh, we actually like, you know, yeah. legit, we're like, we're yeah. going now? Yeah. Oh, it's a very smooth transition, man. Yeah. Very that's... smooth. Like <laughs> it's like, well, um, what's the, the topic of the show was... Um, how to deceive someone, was it? <laughs> how, to, how to make sure they um, they drink enough before they go on the microphone. And no, I, I'm talking about myself. One beer in. Um, I'm, not, I'm not tipsy yet. FYI to all you people out there. <laughs> but yeah, um, moving on to the second. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But yeah, uh, thanks for being here, man. Um, it's uh, basically just a bit of um, context around what's what's really happening. It's um, the show is called Bottled. Mm-hmm. You know about this, but um, Bottled is basically the simplest, most random conversations you could ever have with someone, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what we're doing right now. Like we don't talk rocket science. You especially, you talk gibberish all the time. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, he's not kidding, <laughs> and he's laughing again. Yeah. No, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like um, mm. a compi- compilation of um, conversations come together to form something good, and that's exactly what Bottled is. Um, the first episode is with Josh Ardita. Um, uh, I've met you like what? Um, we met three months ago. No, 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 man! It feels like three months. I know. Mm. Um, we're in training at work. You know, it goes on for a while, but no, I think it was. Uh, Started July, was it? End of July, yeah. Oh, oh end the of beginning. July. No. 
doesn't matter. But three months, <laughs> it's been it's it's been yeah. a ride. Feels feels like three months, yeah. Yeah, and I think that one of the first things um, I told you is um, your ability. I think that that's the first thing I noticed: ability to impart something, to to explain something, to have a conversation with someone, and then make sure they understand the nuances of that concept. And um, that's exactly one of the reasons why here. Thank you, man. Very kind words. Um, <laughs> I, I still only believe that applies to, you know, if you ask me about super mm-hmm. insurance, all that lovely jazz, yeah. you know, just um, it's definitely interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Well, interesting. Um, mm. that's, your, that's, your, that's your thing. Mm. And what's even more interesting is uh, the fact that you became a um, chef uh, working, what, um, quite a few years in an industry that was so corporate and then getting right into uh, an industry that you have no idea about, I, I, I presume. Like you're good with cooking and I know you've got taste in uh, good taste in food, mm. but then why and how? How do you jump the gun from being a, you know, uh, being in a corporation setting, talking about insurance, just making sure people understand what they're covered for, life insurance, this and that, then completely diving into an industry where you could possibly just start from scratch like a chef? It's, um, it's a very good question. And I feel like my answer would go on for longer than this podcast would go on and you guys would be sick of it. Good oh, time. You, you say that now. You say that now, my friend. Um, honestly, uh, I think we have to go back to the start, the start being at high school. Um, even actually, even before that. Oh my gosh. Uh, my grandparents, like my, my nono on the Italian side, um, Seeing how passionate he is when he bakes his focaccia, mm-hmm. does a true Pugliese style with cherry tomatoes and anchovies, garlic, it's unreal. Um, like you see his face light up, it's amazing. And got my Macedonian side, my baba, mm. uh, grandma for all of those out there. <laughs> um, and she bakes this, uh, it's like a pastry with filled with cheese. Similar to what I bought you this morning. Yeah. What do you think of that? What's it? What's it called again? Sorry. Oh, that's all right, man. I'll, I'll forgive you this time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, that one was called Burek. Burek. Yeah. With that accent. Burek. Yeah, Burek. Yeah. I can't speak Macedonian, but I can say that. Mm. Um, and it's it's probably you know derived from somewhere in Turkey, mm. you know, potentially. Just uh, fun fact. And. Um, yeah, she makes what she calls muznik with cheese. And honestly, it's unreal. And like you see the amount of love effort they put in it and it's contagious, man. And I feel like, you know, I've got to sort of share that for the family. Yeah. So, yes. But do you still lucky I'm not hungry right now? Because the way you describe it, it's, it makes you drool. It's, uh, yeah, look, it's, you have too much of that. Um, you know, you probably stay on the obese side for a long time you'll have health problems okay. but it's it's definitely worth it's worth eating mm. tasty bit of grease in that but yeah i think i think that's where it that's honestly where it started yeah and it's it started to stem from there and that's like every other um passion or hobby um you have right like very little things you do um as a child what your grandmother cooks, what, the, what, what your grandmother tells you for stories, what your parents tell you, how your per- parents treat um, your uh, results at school, mm. what friends you have, all of these uh, really make um, make or break a person. 
So jumping mm. the gun from insurance to uh, being a chef, that was, yeah, you'd say childhood and just your culture behind um, and, and just the way your family presents food. Yeah, I, I think it, it, it definitely stems from there. Like that's one of the real motivators, mm. but um, definitely other factors at play, bro. Like mm. it, it seems like there's a lot of, uh, you know, thinking in your own head about these things, like what you want to do in life. Um and, you know, you see people enjoying what they're doing. And if you don't have that sort of same sense of enjoyment, like yeah. um, you, you're sort of stuck in a routine, you know, you, you, you sort of want to search for that. And I, I, I think, you know, um, when you did uni unexpectedly. Yeah. It's always the same story with, uh, with a lot of us. Mate, yeah. Um, uni. Like yeah. we went to the same uni as well. Exactly. Macquarie. What a, what a, what a, those days, man. Yeah. What an experience. And the thing about university mm. is, uh, you know, especially, um, here in Australia, you've got so many choices mm. and you've got the ability to pick something, try it out and then just drop it, um, because you jumped the gun. Um, and then you try something else. You possibly may like it or not. Obviously there are cutoff dates. But um, that's important, and that's one of the that's a sign of a good and healthy education system that you've got to give people options. But uh, that being there, mm. just th- our human nature, man, we do something, uh, we we do things we don't like at times, and it's um, it, it, it's crazy to um, forget that. But it's also it's even harder to make use of what you've done, even though you're not really interested in that, if that makes sense. Mm. And university, man, so uh, you studied finance and so did I. Um, well, luckily, now we're, we're in the industry that that's closely aligned to, well, almost there. Close. But it's, it's, it's close to, um, to the real finance world. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, um, ever think about doing chef at university? Uh, studying um, cookery. So what's it called? Cookery. Uh, yeah, cookery, yeah, call it whatever you want. Yeah. Um, at uni, no. Uh, before, yes, like uh, year 11, I was set on being a chef. Like you couldn't talk me out of it. Mm. Um, but then, I don't know, something just clicked. You know, the, the people that you're around, um, my school, yeah, everyone's getting very good marks. They're all wanting to study and go to uni, all these awesome jobs. And, you know, you, you can't help but feel like, are you, you know, you've done all this schoolwork, you know, just yeah. to you know, go to TAFE. And I think that that probably shifted shifted my whole sort of, um, that, I guess, that decision to decide, hey, let's, um, let's do something like that. Yeah. Pretty crazy, man. Like, who should be, you know, who should be making decisions at that age? Far out. I know. So then, yeah. do you think the whole, uh, the entire university experience um, mm. today um, is designed to teach us how to think or just it's just designed to show us a path? I, th- I guess uh, my question is, do you think the university experience, the education system that we have mm. is designed for us to be able to make our own decisions? Do they teach us that decision-making skill? Well, that's the simplest way of putting it. It's a top, top question and top question. I've had minimal sleep, so build me. Um, Look, I, I think it's there, but I, I think it needs to come earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we shouldn't really get us young kids at you know primary school, high school thinking about these things, but 
I think it needs to be drilled down harder because once you get there, um, some serious decisions like you know you end up with hex debt and yeah you know did do you know how to operate in the real world no like you know I was not prepared yeah. not prepared at all the the most popular um, equation a plus b whole square do you do you know that i um i actually dropped down from two unit to general <laughs> math in high school um Oh man, so they please, taught us. Please explain. Please explain. So, uh, there's this, uh, simple, um, algebra equation, um, a plus b whole square. Uh, the answer to that is a square plus 2ab plus b square. And then you think about it, um, right, so you've taught, you, 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 you're being taught, uh, mathematics, which is good. You've got daily calculations. You've got things to think about. Mathematics is good. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But then certain things you're taught, you're not given a context. Mm. In, what the hell is a plus b square and where is it used? I have no idea. 28 years, never used it. Mm. And um, I guess um, that tells a lot about the education system around the world. Because obviously you can't really cater, you can't personalize education for every single human being on the planet. Um, and that's where I think parents and teachers come in. Like you have course, you have the textbook, you have a structure on what to teach. But then the parents and the teachers would have to sort of guide, like be the proper guidance for a child on how to use that, uh, you know, mm. how to use what you've, what you've learned. Yeah. Um, it's deep, very deep. It's, well, well to be honest, not really. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a very simple concept, but something we've really struggled as human beings, mm. we've struggled to, um, mm. make use of. No, I completely agree, man. Um, it's yeah like for example yeah i think it's it's very applicable to these times now when you when you see you know you see people you know just struggling um just living day to day living week to week as us aussies like to do we like to enjoy our life to the fullest um and and like you see like you know paying bills you know managing budget like knowing what's important in your life like not taught these no way you need to really um you know good family is always great um going going even further and actually just you know like self-educating all that kind of stuff yeah almost sound like self-medicating but no no no, self-educating guys yeah well i must say we're pretty lucky to be honest as a nation what's the what's the dropkeeper payment right now uh Per week, I think it's like seven, seven fifty a week. Seven fifty, and that's uh, so. Just for a bit of um, context around this, JobKeeper is basically um, a government program for um, job seekers um, who are seeking employment in certain organizations um, or certain industries, or I think every industry. Anyone who has a who's a citizen or a permanent resident is eligible, I believe. So um, there's a few programs. That's how us Aussies like to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government likes to make it as complex as possible, just like the superannuation, just like the superannuation system. <laughs> Why do you think it's complex? I feel like it's pretty straightforward. Well, it is. It is. But um, I guess you got JobKeeper for uh, people that are still employed, but you know the business has sort of dropped off in terms of their revenues coming in. Yeah. You got JobSeeker for the people that are actually unemployed off the books. To get them paid, um, I could go on. There's yeah, all these incentives, and then there's coronavirus supplement on top of that for the ones that are unemployed. Ooh, yeah, you know what I mean. And that's starting to taper off. Uh, come September, yeah, and eventually March. Nutter. 
So, so what are you saying? Is it a good program or is it a bad program or is it a good program that's managed in a bad way? Look, um, I, I think it's good, but I still think there's plenty of you know, there's plenty of other people out there that are not doing it too well, and I feel like you know there's, there should be more care, more attention there. Yeah, like it doesn't matter where you're from, man. Like if you're if yeah. you're in this country, you should be looked after. Well, I disagree, to be honest. Uh, now, okay. this um, this could be. Um, uh, I understand a lot of people may not uh, may not agree with this um, mm-hmm. because when you're on a visa, when you when you come into a country, you're sort of you're accepting terms and conditions that you're here temporarily, you're mm-hmm. not here permanently, and um, you're a visitor. Mm-hmm. I understand you're paying so much money. Like I myself paid thousands and thousands of dollars for the university but then should the government look after you in the time of pandemic instead of not instead of along Mm. with looking after their own citizens yes there should be certain um um what's the word i'm looking for um relaxation for let's say for example uh transport fees or uh, when you go to buy a mask or medicine Mm. like you've got to have like when you go to a gp when you're staying home, you should be able to get certain, you know, um, you should be able to claim uh, on your tax return in a, in a more um, easier or easier to understand manner. But I still feel like, you know, as a uh, as a visitor in a country, you should be um, you should be prepared for the worst, as in prepared to um, understand that this is not home yet. Mm. I like it's it's very true. Um, I guess on the other side, man, like, you know, like, like you were saying, like you're having to spend all that, that mm-hmm. extra money to what, you know, potentially I would have to spend, mm-hmm. which is kind of unfair. Yeah. Like, you know, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. So it's got pros and cons. And by the way, just for, um, mm-hmm. context, I'm a visitor as well right now. So I'm, yeah, so I'm speaking on, you know, I'm speaking pros and cons, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, answering your, um, very there um hex is good it's amazing mm. uh, and it's it's good to have a lot of countries don't have this mm. and um so hex is basically you st- you pick a program you study it and you pay it over years right on your mm. tax mm-hmm. yeah uh, but um you know i finished finance i finished university so i paid it all together so it's already been paid Shit. yeah yeah, yeah so, no, no, I'm, I'm feeling like pretty uh you know crap right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah so just talking about pros and cons uh you've got these um yeah yeah you've got this like you know um i've already paid all of that off so i, I don't owe shit to anybody to to any university or any college or program and um but if uh, if you're looking at this from a mm. uh, more financial or feasible or viable point of view for myself i would take hex any day any time of the day Sure. And uh, what's also good about it is if the worst was to happen, you know, um, we do we do work in insurance. If you were to pass away, um, by the way, general advice only, uh, you know, your family members wouldn't have to pay it off. It just gets wiped clean. So if you have insurance, no, the, the actual hex debt. Wait. So um, so you could have like, you know, not paid it. also unlike home loans or credit cards it doesn't get passed to your family members correct if if um if the knowledge is correct that will need to be double checked guys please double check (laughs) fact check fact check please fact check (laughs) like you know just look at me uh, not a reliable source (laughs) (laughs) i would disagree tiger tattoo on the right arm tattoo yeah sorry i'm I'm just (laughs) sidetracking 
No, uh, mm. you raised an interesting point. So um, mm. Josh's uh, tattoo there, um, it, it's amazing, but it's because of that one extra eye, not extra eye, but the second eye, mm. uh, it feels like it's incomplete right now. Mm. We'll probably put a link there of your tattoo or something. <laughs> I feel like uh, Michael Schofield on Prison Break, just lifting my arms out. All right. Prison Break, man. Wentworth Millers. We were talking about the guy. Um, I checked his interview out on... Um, mm. So he went to um, Oxford Union uh, for just for the interview. And he was born in um, England, um, in Oxford. Uh, then uh, I think he and his parents went to the USA. If you check the interview, this guy is completely different on, on the interview. I think, um, you know, he, he's got a different gesture. He is, um, he's more relaxed. He, he's, he's so different to who Michael is in Prison Break. Mm. Man. Uh, and that interview, uh, they talk about his heritage, heritage as well. Um, mm. where how he was born and raised in England, uh, for a bit. And then, uh, they moved to, um, uh, the USA. And he kept emphasizing on the fact that, uh, although he was not there, he was uh, there till the age of four. Mm. Um, he visits, uh, Oxford University and he has this, um, he feels home. He feels like he was, he's been there before. He, um, he connects with Oxford, um, and the place and the university in a way, um, that's, um, superficial. It's, it's hard to just, um, explain in words for him. That's what he said. Mm. Did you feel the same way uh, when you went to Italy? Went to Italy? Um, I, I, sorry, I, I didn't catch that. I was going to go that way. Um, <laughs> Just I, I, threw I, the question I, on your face. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been to Italy in a, in a long time. Um, it's it's kind of weird. Like, the background's Italian. Um, my, my nono, like, you know, when he was... It would have been a teenager who came here, obviously, you know, after the war and whatnot. And, you know, it's just to make a life, like, you know, because obviously it wasn't, it just wasn't working over there. He's, he's, he's taken all that sort of steps just to come to Australia and make something of it. And um, I guess going to Italy, like, you know, I don't have the same kind of that connection that he would have. Like it's 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 great. Like you know the the food, the the city's beautiful. Um, like you have that just that sort of natural like I don't know that you could say that sort of familiarity. Like uh, you know, for example, like a Sunday lunch with the the family. It's it's very um, what's the word? I'm trying to think of the word. Sorry, guys. I'm just a brain fart uh, you mean um, this closeness just just for the sake of the word yeah, uh, this, like, oh that's coming off oh, I, I knew it was going to happen <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's telling me to get my shit together um, <laughs> let me just go and fix that yeah no cool man cool I, I think closeness is definitely definitely the word and um, you feel that over there especially when you're hanging out with friends and family um but yeah, no, like I honestly, I, I feel like here is home, even though I might be, might have got lucky and I have a citizenship over there, but you know, it's just, um, I guess you could call it a holiday. Yeah, yeah. but the thing about um, Italy by itself, for you at least, mm. is you've got this, um, like Australia, in my opinion, is very close to um, Italy in the sense that we have a lot of um, 
Italians here, and mm. we have the cuisine. And Italy by itself, um, for what it presents in terms of food and culture and the language itself is is amazing. And mm. uh, did you ever feel gravitated towards um, visiting Italy just for the fact that um, there was something mm. there? Like you, uh, who you are is mm. um, you were born and raised here and you, you've got this Australian way of living already. But mm. then the Italian in you, is it still alive? Look, you know, I have to be, I'd say yes. Um, you know, as, as a young kid, man, like, especially in school, like, you really want to sort of show off that, that heritage you have, even though, like, you know, you're not from there. It's like, yeah, you know, Italy won the World Cup in like 06. <laughs> but then 2020, uh, after 2018, or please, something. um, <laughs> please, please don't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big shocker. But like, it's, um, yeah, like you do, you do anything to show it off. Um, sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting sidetracked again. So this is what happens when you're a lightweight when it comes to beers. <laughs> you're doing fine. <laughs> no, look, um, like I think I think there's a lot to love. There's a lot to love about like you know Italian culture, and that would apply to European culture. Like you know, mm-hmm. being able to have like these huge feasts. You know, for, for, you know, just seeing family. Yeah. Um, being able to drink Sambuca in your coffee, you know, like the, these little things. The, the music's great. I just, I just feel like, you know, um, I could have done more to, mm-hmm. to be a little bit more on that Italian side. Like, you know, you, you can speak a few languages, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. How, how many languages? It's my, it's my mother tongue. Um, so, um, mm. Nepalese, um, mm. born and raised there 24 years. Mm. Obviously, that's my mother tongue. I can, um, sort of, um, I can understand and communicate in Hindi. Uh, mm. If you if you drop me somewhere in India, I'll survive. I can do that. It's remarkable. It's a <laughs> huge, huge place. Just because of the language. But yeah. Mm. But the, you know what the funny thing about India is, uh, uh, like you know, we had uh, we had a friend um, at work as well. We, we talked about how um, India is so huge and so different in terms of culture. Mm. So North India speak Hindi, um, mm. and South Indians they speak. Um, um, Telugu and the uh, north and south they don't understand each other and what surprises me is such a huge economy and they're still working but yeah answering your question yes I can speak Nepalese Hindi and um, uh, English a bit yeah and like you, you did like I'm gonna turn this podcast on so he'll <laughs> um, like you know you, you were telling me how you, you you actually really stuck to it to learn a language like mm-hmm. whereas like I've been most laziest person like i get to chapter two of this italian book and never get past it um you know like you ask me how many times i've made pasta realistically it's probably a few times it's it's, it's almost like you know it's it's almost sad but like you know sahil and his mates they made a little pact to learn english and he did it look at him now like better english than me mate like, <laughs> <laughs> not really now so i still have a few rough edges um here and there but then i guess it's a um it's a work in progress but yeah mm, um mm. i guess it's um for us it was necessity um like you know you grew up in asia um mm-hmm. it's uh, it's uh, to, no to be honest uh, this um uh, i'm just going to be very honest with you it's not the Please. most uh, enticing part of the world to uh for your uh, way of living as in you don't want to spend the rest of your life um in mm. um and in an economy that's always progressing and has its downfalls as well. 
and a lot of people leave um that's why but for us growing up it was uh, sort of like a necessity like you've got to learn a language where you can communicate with um people around the world if you traveled you can at least you know um make use of that um mm. that ability yeah like you you made you made some big decisions come here man like i know i know this is on jumping the gun but um do, do you feel that you might have jumped the gun coming to australia with i guess you know the hype and the what you heard about us mm-hmm. um i did jump the gun again, uh, but uh, when i say jump the gun i did you, you, I, we heard it we heard it you <laughs> jump the gun guys <laughs> Uh, I did jump the gun, but uh, I feel like this jumping of the gun was um, was a good decision. I mean, it's it's uh, it's incre- it's crazy how this country is um, like it's it's almost perfect to be honest with you. Like we've got problems. Um, Australia has problems um, in terms of um, you know you you know it better. You grew up here. Like you've got um, maybe road management. You know, sometimes there's population that's just increasing, like booming in Sydney, but then real estate's going high. It's not being managed properly for property discussion. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's another podcast, guys. Please. Um, yeah, we've got problems, but then I should say the way this country is managed is incredibly um, good. You don't see this everywhere in the world. Like I've been through. We grew up in a place where you know we didn't have electricity for like sixteen hours, and it's crazy to think mm. um, that's all settled now. Like we have electricity twenty four hours a day because of one man. One person, like literally, um, Nepal Electricity Authority, mm. they hired a new managing director, and now tables have turned. Um, it's um, so from having no electricity for sixteen mm. hours every day, yeah, to having electricity for twenty four hours every day for the past three years, and that was all because of one man who decided to end corruption. Forget about the consequences that could happen if you fire a few people who are stealing electricity and you know trying to make sure the nation's blacked out. Um, and it, it was crazy. So we grew up in that environment, um, and obviously the road, road management um, is, um, is is terrible. Uh, if you can drive in Nepal, you can drive anywhere in the world. Trust me. Um, yeah. Um, uh, the education system's good. The mm. youth in Nepal is good. It's, uh, it's, it's, I think it's because of the internet. Like, we are well informed. We can speak English. Uh, we can communicate with anyone uh, from anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, but it's just the, 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 the government, the, the management of the country was holding us back. So coming from that part of the world to this, it, it's, it's, it's crazy to think how, um, how well, um, managed, um, Australia is. Mm. And I guess uh, to answer your question, uh, yes, I did jump the gun, but it was a good jump. Mm. Now, when you when you say it like that, um, it sounds awesome. But I'm, I, I think, I, if I can recall our conversation correctly, maybe what was told or the the idea of Australians were nice and you know real laid back. Mm-hmm. If you've seen us, you know, city folk in the <laughs> heart of Sydney, no, no, complete opposite, mate. We're all. Uh, yeah. I shouldn't speak for all, but you know, we um, don't we don't really talk. We don't. Um, we just you know, A to B. Don't agree. Don't talk to me. Now, now <laughs> we're getting somewhere with uh, understanding Australians because that's that's a really good point. Mm. Um, Australians are laid back in a way um, that see, um, fucking oaf. Go out on the street. <laughs> sorry, nothing. Fucking oaf. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we are a hundred percent, and that's why I, that's what I love about my friends as well. Go out on the street, you meet someone, you have a small chatter, um, and it's 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 good. It's good to be there. Like you, you talk to someone you, you've never seen before, you have a chat about um, 
you know, um, just the, the most random of things. But then when it comes to work, mm. when it comes to um, getting things done, we're not as laid back as we think we are. Now, that that's a good thing. I say that in a good uh, connotation because um, it should be that way. Like when you're not working, when you're not doing things um, that's related to a certain, you know, uh, doing something that's re- related to work, uh, I feel like um, you've got to be serious. But then um, the problem again with that is Australians, um, they branded themselves in a way that they're so laid back even at work. But you know it better than I do. It's not. It's not the same case. There are rules, regulations. There are... Uh, boundaries and limitations and there are norms and traditions in the office uh, that you know that's it's it's incredibly um i feel like it's sometimes i feel like it's like japan like people work hard Mm. for those who do Uh, that's very um good point you make for those who do (laughs) like uh there, there is a certain sub uh section of the australian population that does like to take sick leave um you know like to throw the occasional sickie um, is it good? Uh, probably not now because now, like, if you're going to chuck a sickie, you may as well just go get a COVID test as well and <laughs> take the rest of the week off. Like, you know, that's, that's, it's all well and good, but, you know. Yeah. So it's not a good idea now to say you're sick. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not a good idea to chuck no. a sickie. Well, my, my mum, um, I shouldn't be incriminating my mum, but now, like, she was actually like, you know, she had a headache and whatnot, but yeah. they recommended the test and boom, that's a day off. Like, <laughs> Don't get any ideas. No. Um, but like, you know, like I think uh, Seahill would probably be, probably advocate like, you know, um, that you should, you know, you shouldn't chuck a sickie because you're probably just, you know, you're not moving forwards. No. You're um, you're actually going backwards. Yeah. And, you know, if you see guys, stay home, all right? <laughs> yeah, keep the distance. Uh, we are social distancing as well right now. There's a, good uh one and a half meters gap i i can't reach him i've got short arms so that's all good <laughs> uh pass me the um the opener josh the bottle opener sure thing mate sure thing thanks man so he was um quite quick on the the beers i must no. admit he, he that's your third no, uh, no that's you should finish your no that's your fin- uh, second finish i'm offended you, you can grab one from the fridge no i'm fine i'll i'll solder on are you sure yeah, I've still got my second. It's all well and good. Oh yeah, oh you've got some. Yeah, cool. Um, feels feels like we've taken this to like the current state of the economy, and <laughs> this is the new um, what do you call it? The RBA minutes that you you'll be hearing today. <laughs> well, you know, it's simple random conversations. It's, it's mm. just yeah, um, true. But yeah, um, one of the reason why um I wanted to do this uh as well is because um. There are things that need to be said, and um, and there are th- particular things that that are best said by certain kinds of people. Now, the reason why I say this is because um, you've got this ability to be very um, articulate. You've got this ability to explain a concept in a way um, that covers all nuances, that covers all details. It's um, it's all very uh, compact but detail at the same time, if that makes sense. Do you think that's because of your background in insurance? Because you've got to be very careful when you're working for insurance of what you say. Yeah. Um, look, it's definitely a few experiences. I, I think um, 
first of all, my my mates in general, they probably reshaped the way that I... <laughs> I've, I've probably picked up a, quite a few bad habits in how I do converse outside yeah. of work. Um, and I, I think like this goes back to the point uh, that you were saying when we when we go to work in Australia, we work like, you know, like we work hard and it's not that laid back, like sort of like, you know, let's all be chill. Um, oh my God, I almost just lost myself. <laughs> but like, it's, it, it, it's like, like that, right? And my, my friends are like the, the complete opposite of that. So you have to sort of become a new person when you go to work and working in, I was working in advice before very very legislated industry mm-hmm. because a few cowboys when i say a few there's probably a few hundred cowboys um you know they're, they're probably taking advantage um of you know customers that shouldn't be you know if you're someone of um like i say like you've got that professional qualifications and you're trying to actually help someone you want to help someone man you don't want to just take their money like what good's that going to do no just helping your own pocket and look it's i think it's good that it happened because it's it's sort of what's well, helped the industry to to care for those people I find it might be difficult to navigate the way around of what you yeah. can say and you feel like there is a bit of red tape but look look now like you know um like i guess as a as a customer or you know your mum your dad calling in Mm-hmm. grandparents you, you feel like they'll be actually looked after yeah and uh, yeah i think it's just that that we've been a few years just talking on the phone and you start to get it yeah like before no way i could have a conversation on the phone no way i would have yeah. been saying um what's it called <laughs> if you've heard me say that today you know um bad you know it's a bad habit and old habits you know they yeah. die they die they die hard they die hard. i can't remember yeah. the saying don't, don't judge. And I, I know what you mean. Uh, like experience is um, greater than um, than any book learning or any learnings um, that you could have. Um, I remember I was working for Optus um, mm. one day, and then um, on, on the floor, you know, it's a retail store, busy. And then once in a while, you have this um, the the short period of time where when nobody's in the store, no customers, we're just chilling. And then five of us were just having a conversation there, just talking. The phone rings, right? Mm. I was right next to the phone. The phone just rang and I was like, you know, I have a fear of answering telephones and I I just didn't answer. Really? Yeah, I have a fear of answering telephones. And then my managers are like, dude, are you going to answer the phone? And I said, no. I literally said no. And that was my first week at work. Sure. I was that bad with uh, with uh, answering telephones, but I guess what I'm trying to say is experience teaches you so mm. many things. Like you said, it's just that's why I have mad respect for Australians who are working right now in midst of the pandemic, where they could have just stayed home and then you know taken JobKeeper payment for seven hundred fifty dollars a week. Um, I have mad respect because these people understand the importance of experience. These people understand how important it is to not waste time. And like you said, you know, um, your ability to articulate a certain concept. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's talking to people like thousands of people every week. Yeah, it's scary to say. Um, like, 
like you know, I, I did the chef job and all that. You know, di- I didn't do it for long enough. Like, um, it, it, it takes its toll. But I think I realized, like, you know, I've got a, I wouldn't say talent. I'd say, like, you know, I'm I'm able to talk to people, you know, day in day out. Yeah. And you know, look, if that's my job for the future, it's my job for the future. Fine. Like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm happy with that. As long as you you know you you feel like you're actually giving back, you're helping in some way. Um, if you were to go to to our job that we do now and you give, you know, like you, you try to follow your, I shouldn't say this on the thing, but you know, you just follow your, your just score, dude. the scorecard and yeah. all the metrics, you know, fine. Look, you know, you'll, you'll get your bonus. Yeah. But I guess, you know, you go that extra mile, you actually feel like you've, you've helped someone like mm. you, you're telling me about like how you, you know, you're, you're doing these little things just, really trying to zone out everyone else and actually listen to what the person's saying to you. Like, oh, no one does that though. They'll, they'll go into work and they're like, yep. Yep. Yeah. Same. Next, next, please. Next, please. No, you know. But it's tiring though. Uh, I, I do try and listen to every word um, mm. the customer says, but it's so exhausting. It's uh, it, it drains all your energy away. And I, I guess the reason why I do that is because I expect good customer service when I call a certain organization. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't want the other person just saying things just for the sake of saying it. Like, for example, I'm not going to uh, name that company, but it's a uh, certain health insurance organization. Um, he gulped then. I haven't seen him nervous on the microphone <laughs> yet. Watch um, out, watch out, Boopa. No jokes, jokes, jokes. <laughs> it's not Boopa, no. But it's a certain organization. Yeah, we know it's, it's not. It's not Boopa. <laughs> it's not Boopa, no. So, so that's the process of elimination. So it's not Boopa. Who could it be? <laughs> okay. Can you please continue? Yeah. Uh, um, so I had to do a certain blood test. Um, and then I called this uh, organization. A lady answered. Um, and my question was, hey... Um, Hey Victoria, uh, I'm you know I'm uh, I'm having this, I'm having a blood test, uh, this and this and that. Um, am I covered? Was my question. And the way she answered it was uh, the first thing she said is, um, Sahil, uh, what I'll do now is read something, read a paragraph from the PDS, and if you have any questions at all, let me know. And she read um, a, a certain paragraph for two minutes. When just before she read it, I was pouring my heart out because I, I was going for a blood test. It's never a good experience going to the hospital. And then she read the PDS. And then I'm like, uh, in the end, I did say this, uh, Victoria, I'm sure you're a nice person. I'm sure you've got friends, you've got family, but then I'm sure, you know, this could have been a bad day. But then this is not how you treat customers. You, you can't be a robot working for health insurance. People call in. They have cancer. They've got, um, you know, they've got they've got heart attacks. They've got stents in their heart. You know, they they're calling because they're um, in trauma, and you can't really answer their, um, you know, answer calls this way. I hope uh, this, you know, she understood that what I where is getting. But then I try not to be that person. I try not to be Victoria who answered the call when I called, and that's one of the reasons why, um, you know, I listen and try and make sure that every question is answered. Uh, yeah. But then there's one thing I should learn from you is uh, to explain things. <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, you know, sometimes when you're trying to explain things, when you're trying to get into detail, you lose your train of thought. Um, but you don't do that. Um, you do it when we're just hanging out, maybe recording right. a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's already happened a few times when he asked me about the Italy thing. I was just like, uh, cut so far. <laughs> if, if any of you guys don't know what that means... Search it up on Google. 
Yeah. Please continue. No, I was just saying, you know, I don't want to be the person um, who treats me uh, the way I don't want to be treated. And then, um, yeah, so just, you know, good customer service, it never hurts. But it's, it's also true. exhausting. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's tiring as fuck because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're giving your absolute best to the person. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very real. And I, may, I agree with the explaining things like it needs to be done in a nice, efficient way. And like if I don't understand it myself... And like you'll be able to tell when someone doesn't understand what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. they they don't give you that response. You got to keep trying. Doesn't matter how long you're on the phone with them. Doesn't matter how you know what background, how not savvy they are. You know, it's like it's like um our, our teacher would say. You know, it's like what would you do if it was your mom? You know, yeah. You're not gonna be like, oh yeah, the PDS is this. Like you know, you're not gonna do that. But um, jeez, oh, I was gonna I was gonna go somewhere and then I just lost track. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, sleep. Brain like, freeze. Sleep's, yeah. a, sleeps a wonder. I see you say, uh, you don't want to be that person, was your point. Uh, yeah, there's, I, I think I was going to come back to you, but... Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, mm. uh, I, I want to know mm. what, what your experience was like um, in China. That's the, the reason why I say this, mm. uh, very emphasize on your trip to China, is because... Um, I feel like China, it's, it's, it's wonderful. The people there, uh, from there, uh, that are what the ones I've met are nice. There's just nice people, right? And, um, but as soon as I think of China, I feel like they, I, I feel like it's a very closed country in terms of tourism. But you went there, you went to the Great Wall of China, uh, with your brother. Um, tell us about it. I just want to know what your experience was like. Mate, yeah, I'm happy to. And we'll, we'll come back to that point. I think, um, it was about the, you know, when you, you give a lot in your job and, you know, you feel the, like it actually takes its toll. Like that's very real. We'll, we'll come back to that one. Mm-hmm. Remind me, please. Okay. I'll do, I'll do that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, sorry guys. Alcohol has, uh, done its effect over time. Um, China, honestly, if I had to say it, I'm a little bit, uh, I'm, like I'm not the most social mm-hmm. person. You know, I stick to a small group of friends. Um, I have an Instagram account now, but it's not really active. Like it's it's just an account so I can see my yeah. mates' tattoo page. That's about it. Like I I don't want to do that same sort of experience. You know, like the, the typical. Let's go to Europe. Let's go to Greece. Let's go to partying. Uh, it's, it doesn't do it for me. Like don't get me wrong, I'm a foodie at heart. And who doesn't like Chinese food? And come on, guys, Chinese food is in the takeaway shop in your local suburb. Let's be honest. That's, it's not covering what, you know, like there's so many different places in China that you can go to that's just unreal. And what do we get? Like Australians, us would, we would think our favorite dish is Mongolian lamb. And like, is, is that even considered Chinese? Like, let's be, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but, I think it was the time. It's like you don't want to spend too much money. It's like I think during that time I had about two weeks holiday. I'm not really – I'm a sucker for working long hours and um, I don't like to take too many breaks, especially when you want to do good in a job. So, it's like to my brother, I was like, let's do something crazy. Let's go somewhere. And when you do it last minute, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. But it turned out – But it's the best. So true. Um, I believe in that unplanned mindset like yeah. – no expectations it exceeds every time 100%. some other people don't like that you you're really unplanned and like i get that i get that <laughs> we can only work on it 
Um, but yeah, it was like, well, we had like two weeks Christmas break and I was like, let's just go somewhere different. And I've been, been to Japan. So I was like, you know, like I wasn't really keen on going again, even though I'd love to, but I was like, it's something different. Yeah. I mean, who like, let's be honest, many Australians, do they go to you know, China? And yeah. Like that? And that's exactly why it sparked my question. Uh, like, uh, mm. when you told me you went to the Great War, I was like, Mm. Yeah, um, you see, um, it's it, it, it's a wonder. Um, you go there; it's a, it's a tourist destination. But I want to know what the experience was like uh, from the person who's been there. Yeah, go on. And, and look, I think like that was great. That was a great experience. But I, I don't even think that topped it. I think it was going somewhere that no one really like. I'm sure there's people that do go fine, but no one goes to like going to Chongqing and. Like China, do you, like, would you even know what that is? No, there's so many places that sound the same. No offense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, please disregard that comment. I had jokes. Uh, no, it's like, um, I, I saw this place, I had a little bit of research into it, and it's like, look, we, we hear the term Sichuan, but like, many Australians won't know what that is. Yeah. You know, you just think like the Sichuan chicken or something like that, yeah. But like going there, and I, I noticed that like they're famous for their hot pot. Yeah. And mate, they take chili to a different level. It's like ridiculous. And this place, yeah, I, I can't describe it. It felt like we were the only two tourists there. It it was, uh, it's just um, sort of that feeling. It's like, you know, you don't know what you're going to see next. Mm-hmm. Um, the people, honestly, they're friendly. Mm-hmm. Um. My brother hated me after that trip because he doesn't like chili. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then, like, going from there, like, uh, there's a lot that I can't remember, I'm sure, but we went to Xi'an, you know, where the terracotta warriors are. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Xi'an boasts, like, this, uh, they refer to, like, the Muslim quarter, and they're, they're selling foods that, like, you would never think in a million years would be considered Chinese. Like, a, mm-hmm. uh, like a, you start to see it now, like a lamb-filled bun it's like, you know, it's just, I don't know, the flavors aren't even like remotely like what you expect. Yeah. It's just like almost like, whoa, have I been taken almost to the Middle East? But yeah, <laughs> sorry guys, food's obviously um always on my brain. He's but, a food, yeah, obviously a foodie. But yeah, like honestly, like yeah, un- unreal, like as in mm. different, so different. Like, you know, not that, you know, like I, I didn't go for that. Mm. let's get smashed let's yeah. go party but you don't think of china as a place where place where you get smashed and um i would think of south korea as a place where you go just to party just the lights and the, the zing and you know just the just the nightlife that they portray but china mm. yeah you, you don't think of china as a uh, destination for partying mm. so if you so what exactly makes china different for tourism uh, at least What's that? If you were to be very specific in terms of the experience there, what what makes them different? It's it's uh, true, man. It's a very good question. Um, like I went in winter. That just shows you how crazy and like you know, you know crazy I am because I couldn't even go out by myself. My brother doesn't drink, by the way. So what a what a good dude. <laughs> um, should learn from him. You should have podcasts with him. He'll. You'd be so real. Now, <laughs> uh, what makes it different? 
I, uh, sorry, that's, that's a hard question. But yeah, but the, yeah. there has to be there has to be something because the reason why I'm asking mm. this is um, I've never been there. Mm. Um, I've met people from China; they're nice, um, but I feel like they have their own way of living. It's it's like a closed country. Every organization there, every um, every product you buy is made in China. There, so I've heard every organization that you go to or you interact with is uh, partly owned by the government as well. Mm. And um, I feel like uh, that's, uh, th- th- that's, that by itself is a crazy way um, for a traveler, for a tourist to, um, to interact with things in the country. It's, you know, uh, it, it, it's closed. And that's why for me, it's different. Hmm. Yeah, no, like you, you raise raise a good point. Like my brother and I, we're not the most outgoing social people, so like, it wasn't like you know a considerable amount of times that we were interacting with like heaps of people and yeah. stuff like that. But then again, like the times I do remember, like for example in Xi'an, like the the people you meet, like like we met a, a, a group of guys that went to one of the universities, and they were just like one of the guys. He, his English wasn't that well, but he was yeah. just so like sort of ecstatic like you know maybe that many tourists don't go yeah to that place and like he he invited us out to like have dinner that night like and mate like i spotted the dude like you know i I don't care like Mm. it's just that gesture that he made um so it shows you that like you know there is good people yeah there's always good people um like i did see the worst of it towards the end of the trip um but you know that's me and my yeah uh, stupidity and you know what happened? Uh, you know, last day in Beijing, my brother and I wanted to do something that everything was closed and a lady approached us at like, I've been like probably nine o'clock at night. She's like, oh, what are you guys, you know, where are you guys looking for? And I was like, you know, a bit of coffee just to chill. She's like, I know the best place. And like, you know, me, me already like sort of red flags in a way. And I was like, oh, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. So we, we went along with her. I was like, you know, why not? We're bored. Nothing's open. Followed her, went up the stairs of some place that didn't look like a cafe and I already knew that I should be turning back. Poor brother probably didn't. Went upstairs and then I see three different rooms and it not good living conditions. Looked like, like a, almost like a prison in a way and these girls just all suddenly stood up off, off their beds like they've been forced to. I'll skip, skip to it. I'm like, that's oh, good service there. It's not good. And we sit down. It's very weird. She brings out the menu. She's having a normal conversation. I look at the menu. Menu's exorbitant. But I was like, you know, I don't want to be rude. Hospitality, whatever. You know, mm. she's showing kindness. So, um, got some drinks. And then eventually the conversation did turn down the route of where you didn't want to discuss especially with my brother. He's an angel. God love him. And I was like, you know what? Let's get out of here. And um, Bill came and it was like, we're talking like 300 Australian for like wow. some green so jasmine tea and like some snacks that we didn't even order that she ordered. And mate, like the the Hulk rage inside of me like yeah. almost came out on my last day. It was it was a shame because everything had been so good till that, till that time. Yeah. But then when you travel, these things got to happen. 
I, I'm, you know, I'm, ha- I'm happy it happened, but I feel bad because I put my brother in a bad position. Should have yeah. just been me in that place. Yeah, but hey, hey it could have been lot, uh, a lot worse. I mean, it's three hundred Australian dollars. It's something you can avoid. Yeah, but like you know, I just gave him what, what was in my cash, and I said, you know, like I, it was, it was a disappointing way to end it. But like, you can yeah. only look back, and it was so many cool things that we did, like, you know. Um, like stuff that you you just wouldn't do, mm. and you know when you can't speak the other language, it's kind of like I don't know, it's kind of daunting but fun at the same time. Exactly, you don't know what you're getting at. Like yeah. it's, it's like shooting an arrow in the dark and yeah. um, just hoping that it lands in the right spot. Oh mate, um, going back to that place when I was telling my brother, he, he doesn't like chili. The menu was in like the the proper script, like yeah, the yeah. stuff that like you know, it's not like English, like. Is it, I don't know. They refer to like pinion. Like uh-huh. we can actually read it, but this was like the full one, like you know, the oh, written, the traditional, yeah, Chinese, traditional yeah. text. And my brother's like, we sh- we should just get out of here because we don't know how to do it. I'm like, nah, man. It's like it's cool. It's like multiple choice. So um, I I literally just picked. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you know these things, um, these scams. I'd say um, it's got to happen somewhere. And it could happen to the best of us. Uh, when I say that, I mean um, back in 2011. Um, Specific. <laughs> exactly, because I, I remember the uh, uh, that was that was stupid. But anyways, um, <laughs> not with friends, uh, but with uh, family. Uh, we went to India, um, Nainital in India. It's a nice hill station with a big pond um, surrounded by the hills and you've got these little nice cottages and hotels surrounding the river you've got nice restaurants uh, it's a nice honeymoon uh, destination as well so me and my um, uh, dad mom my sister and uh, myself we went to Nanital and then um, we understand the language like I said if you could drop me somewhere in India I could survive but then um, we went there and we just wanted to take a good tour of the entire hill station, mm. just like that. Um, because, you know, when you're there, you want to see things, not just be um, around the river and, you know, try and make sure you get the best use of, it, use of your time. Mm. Uh, so we see this guy in front of a shop, uh, like a travel agency. So he was just there waving a flag, um, stating he'd be there. Um um, just, you know, just for the tour. So we talked to him and he says, you know, I've got to pay, you know, he can organize a tour for us. And we're like, oh, cool. So who do you work for? And he points to the shop behind us. And it's this, uh, this travel agency. He's right in front of the travel agency. We think, oh, he's legit. Like he's working in there. And then he's, he takes, uh, 10,000 rupees off us uh, and promises, promises in air quotes, uh, that he'll be there at five o'clock in the morning tomorrow to take us in his van for a seating tour. My dad asks for a receipt and he says, um, um, they don't do receipts there. And, um, which is understandable when you're in India because there's a lot of cash, uh, transactions happening. Um, mm-hmm. and we like, okay, that, that's fine. He's driving from the travel agency. Uh, next day, five o'clock, we rock up. There's literally nobody there. Wow. And then, um, we wait and wait and wait. We call his number. Nobody picks up. It's, uh, I think it was switched off. Eight o'clock, the travel agency opens up and we say, Hey, where's your guy? Where's your man? And it's like, What man? So the guy who was in front of the travel agency did not even work there. He's just standing there, you know, claiming to be working for the travel agency and just ripping people off. Shocking. And mm-hmm. that was that was us like 
like we are browned. We could have survived that, but it didn't happen. Scams could happen anywhere in the world. And yeah. I, I'd imagine something would have happened in China <laughs> before you raised it. But, um, but yeah. It may happen, would happen in Italy, I think. Um, my, my dad would have, uh, the first place we got to, first guy was like, you know, getting in the taxi and stuff like that. But like, happens all, all the time, man. Yeah. Wherever you go. It's kind of, it's kind of scary. I, um, have you been to France ever? No. No. I've heard, um, it's a, uh, it's a hotspot now for scams. Especially roadside scams. Um, I'm not sure what they do, but, um, if you go to uh, Eiffel Tower, um, then, um, you know, certain hotspots where, um, for, for tourists, mm. there's a lot of the, there's a lot happening there. So mm. it's, it's happening around the world. Yeah. The only way to really be safe, um, or just, you know, avoid these things is to travel with local. That's, that's it because we're not going to be traveling for any time soon. Please, um, support your local businesses. Yeah. A hundred percent. And how crazy it is to mm. just come out of the bushfire. Um, and then, um, you know, have this word around to support your local businesses mm. to travel within New South Wales or within the country and then immediately COVID mm. it's, um, yeah. Yeah. It makes you realize though, like how, you know, beautiful this country is. Mm-hmm. I think like, um, as, as a young kid, like, you know, you mentioned you know, just one side of my background, but you, you really want to just get out and go explore, but there's so much to this country and like, I don't know, I don't think we all, I shouldn't speak for everyone, but I don't think we've appreciated as much mm-hmm. until now. And like, you know, like, let's be honest, like, yeah. have, you know, have you traveled much in Australia? Like you, you travel more than me, actually. Oh, shit, I've already asked you I questions, have. I know. <laughs> um, I have, mm. but um, the um, I've only traveled to cities um, mm. like Brisbane, Melbourne, Canberra. I'd say it's a small city, but yeah, there. Um, I haven't traveled to the outback. I want to go to, um, you know, places like Adder Springs or Cairns where you're really appreciating the beauty, mm. uh, like the natural beauty of, um, of the country. Mm. But yeah. But if I were to ask you, yeah, what's one good thing? Uh, what what's one not good, but the best thing you you like about your country? Um, what would it be? I think it's um, you, you see the difference of like you, you see it on the news about every other country. I think we're I won't say we're the, the top for it, but we are very inclusive. Um, mm. I know there's still work to be done, yeah, but it's come a long way. Like, like, you know, we, I showed you that, that ad, the lamb Australian ad, and you showed me the Holden Gold <laughs> ad recently <laughs> this it. morning. And, you know, that was, that was Australia for you, but now it's so different. Mm. Um, like a lot of us don't even agree with, you know, the, you know, the boats that come in, stop the boats. And it's like, yeah, you're always going to have people that, I don't know, they won't say that they're, they're left behind uh-huh. in a way. They're yeah. still, they're still in a different time. Yeah. I think it's a shame because we're doing, we're doing pretty good in, in that respect. Mm. I, I think that's, that's the one thing, man. Like there's, I'm sure there's, you know, a lot more, but. And also, I think if I had to make a, another point, um, Uncle used to have this beautiful farm up in country New South Wales, like eight hours drive away. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Like, 
Very, it's like it's tranquil, peaceful. It's all you want, man. I'm sure you like you know you would have mm-hmm. had similar experiences back in your home country. A hundred percent. What about you, man? What about you? Um, what I like about Australia, I guess it's the people. It's um, it's just how one treats the other person, and it, it's it's nice to be here. Um, never. Not even once um, in four years, I've had to hide my identity or hide a part of who I am in order to blend in. So it's just it's just nice to be here, and it's just calm and peaceful. You feel safe. Well, that's that's a lot of things I like. But uh, if it depends <laughs> if you're at Rockdale Station, uh, sorry, sorry guys, Rockdale man. <laughs> yeah. So we were just talking uh, this morning about Rockdale. It's, it's the neighboring suburb and how um, you know it's changed over the years. At 10 yeah. o'clock in the morning, I was walking to the bank and I was being catcalled uh, by random people on the street at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it, it was crazy. Uh, it's, mm. it's, it, it, these are things you see in the movies. But that's just one suburb. Uh, but overall, I'd say it's a pretty safe country. Maybe um, Sahil had the wrong impression. Maybe he's a good-looking dude. And uh, <laughs> well, thank you for that. Yeah, you had some, um, you had some followers in. Yeah. Can you imagine if they weren't like? <laughs> no, but like, you know, all seriousness, like, you know, come on, guys, get off the. No, I'll shut up before I say anything. <laughs> Man, we've been. Um, it's crazy. We've been recording for um, what's that? An hour and five minutes. That's crazy. It's pretty mental. I'm only on the, the second beer as well. Um, what was the, the thing I wanted to come back to? Uh, yeah. Um, you said um, working um, too hard, as in listening to someone closely, uh, is exhausting. That was the conversation then. Mm-hmm. And you said you, you want to come back to that. Yeah, no, I think I'll just make the point because, you know, I was obviously forgetting a lot of stuff before. Um, it's like, don't get me wrong, physical work does its toll. Like the chef workman sleep, body pain, all that lovely stuff. But it'd be surprised, like on the phone, you do it for a while, man. Like I didn't even do it that long, and I was starting to starting to feel it. Where you start to, you know, you start to, I guess, let it affect you, and it, potentially that might have that might have um, had some strong like influence in my decision to actually change the career. And it's, I think that's, you know, why it's important to, you know, have some, have some time to yourself, you know, um, go on holiday, take a break, you know, have that laid back lifestyle that we all discuss. Cause you know, like can't keep beating yourself up over, you know, your job, but yeah, I'll, I'll just stop before I just go on and we turn, nah. turn the debate into like, uh. Our, our own health. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? You are in a trance. That was good. Hmm. But yeah, um, I agree. Um, you you got to love what you do, but you've also got to make um, boundaries and limitations to what you can do for the organization you work for hmm. or the job responsibility. It wears you out. It tears you out. It burns you out. And you've got to be very careful uh, about these things. You've got to, if you lose motivation to what you're good today, um, that, that's, that's insane. That's, um, that's not, that's a no go for me, at least. Mm. So, uh, that's coming out as well. Sorry, man. It drops, <laughs> it drops, drops. Um, uh, so, but you raise a good point as in go for, uh, take a break 
like honestly just go for holidays just do something um that um that takes your mind off work mm. for a bit yeah i think it's important have a healthy outlet mm. um i can tell you back then i probably didn't when i when i actually made a decision like i was that's probably too personal but you know i was um i would from home like once i finished work i'd walk straight to the pub mm-hmm. straight in the pokies that's very aussie it's mate it's as aussie as it comes but um you know it's 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 not good like it's fun you know yeah a couple times with mates but if you're doing it like on a regular basis mm. it's that's not an outlet <laughs> no not an outlet but then um mm. the people who come through um in the end are people who realize that a balance should be there there has to be balance um and um you can only have balance when you have context now what i mean by that is you've got to work hard you've got to burn out you've got to wear and tear yourself up only then you would realize how sweet victory tastes like how sweet this clarity tastes like um and um yeah that has come with experience and mm-hmm. I, I, and you raised a good point um saying you know uh, that break is important because it's a, it's a part of the balance mm-hmm. that we should strive for i guess that uh, yeah no what you reading you know that that change just going and um fine i might not might not have done the chef thing for you know quite some time but you know it actually got you thinking mm about what you did before and because it was such a complete drastic yeah switch you come back and you're like wow like you know like you, you find that love for it again yeah, um 100%. And it's important to have man like you know um yeah maybe i should have thought about that decision by taking a little break who knows you know yeah but then you know everything works out do you do you believe in the concept that everything that happens um happens for the good as long as you're making, um, as long as you're exhausting all your options uh, in terms of trying to achieve what you, you know, mentally have. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest, like, you say, is it, is it spiritual thinking? Is, is, that the, um, is that the word I'm going for? I don't know, man. Like, I, I was looking for the same word as well. That's why I said mental, you know, um, thing. But um, I, I, I guess it's more about... Um, emotions emotional yeah. I, I think it's more emotions to be honest yeah look uh I, i'm sure um you know they, they, these things like you know you go on some sort of path like these these things will happen not, not really clear eh? <laughs> um it's like how do we say it i i think that you're always going to make decisions and you're always going to have like somewhere that you want to go. You might not end up there, but I, I think that the things that you do choose to do now, it's definitely going to lead you in that kind of direction. Cause like, let's be honest, you're not making decisions. You're not, you know, mm. what are you doing? That brings us back to the topic of the <laughs> wise words, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Wise that, words. That was just a, a whole load of she. <laughs> no, um, that, that's the thing. Sometimes um, yeah. Josh Ardito does not realize um, that he has imparted knowledge, devaluing yourself. Uh, look, I I'm just excellent at just rambling. Yeah. Right. Uh, I guess that brings us to the end. 
Uh, very sad, guys. Very sad. <laughs> well, if you if you listen this far, um, ladies and gentlemen, that's um, that's commendable. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, just uh, uh, man, we're two bees down. Um, Only two. Wow, that's a shocker. <laughs> I know, but that's uh, that's that's a lot of content, to be honest. And um, thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's been a pleasure with you. It's been a pleasure with Josh. Likewise. Uh, Thank you. And this was, this was the first episode. I'm, 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 I'm glad um, it happened. Um, but yeah, um, just two guys having a conversation as mm. simple and random as it sounds. I hope there was something to take away from this. Um, and, um, you know, just on air, um, I'd like to invite Josh again in the future sometime, um, you know, for a certain episode. Um, but yeah, what do you think, Josh? Um Sahil already knows I'm really bad at committing to stuff, so can't commit. <laughs> I know, but like, you know, like I, I, I did it. Today was different, um, very different. Like I, I don't, you know, I don't, I've told, I've been very um, open. I don't really, you know, listen to podcasts, I don't follow podcasts. Nah, yeah. It's like when Sahil hearing that, you can just hear him like, sort of like cringe. He's like, oh, nah. no, he's not. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> but like, you know, like um, I enjoy myself. Like this was, um, it was different. It's different, which is good. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, like I'm, you know, definitely keen to see what the other guys do as well. Yeah. See how it comes along. Um, yeah. There you go. That's a yes. So thank you oh, for, so uh, much for that. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. Uh, because, um, I, I understand. Um, I was doing a, a, a podcast called, um, Stories of the Average Joe back in 2018 towards the end. And, um, that was entirely about the guest who came in, as in it was a story of you if you were in Stories of the Average Earth. Mm. And, um, man, uh, when the, the, the episode finished, you look at your friend in a way you've never seen him before. Like, we, you know how people open up, um, mm. and the person's not the same anymore, yeah, in a, in a good way. And I know what you mean. And thank you so much for doing this because, um, um, you know, the reason why, um, I, I, I try to filter friends, uh, and, um, I try and make sure that I'm around people who have positive thoughts, um, about life in general. Like the, 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 the end product has to be positive regardless of how shit, um, your current state of affairs may be. Uh, and thank you so much for coming in. It's been a pleasure, Josh. Thank you. Good to, good to be here. Yeah. All seriousness. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening in. Uh, and fucking off. Uh. <laughs>